Hi. Hello. Just taking a little walk in the park. It's been quiet on here, hasn't it, the old podcast? I'm sorry, I still love you. It's been quiet because I've found that... Um, I've been sharing more of the righty stuff on LinkedIn and for some weird reason it's like I have a finite battery of shariness and that's been going there. And I've had much left to do this podcast so I really enjoy talking to you. So here I am anyway. And I had a little chance encounter yesterday that, that prompted a little bit of thought about being quiet and how we relate to other people and the things that can get in the way of that so yeah that's the challenge it's when we're having conversations or in a group or in one-to-one why do we hold back like (laughs) how come sometimes these encounters can leave us feeling frustrated or angry or not not necessarily sort of turning up as ourselves and saying everything we mean to say maybe not saying enough or not saying anything at all so that's the thing we're up against and that's the thing we're going to have a little chat about today so um as I know oh god this is so stout and so here's the thing right I, I've one of those moments you know where you discover that oh it's not just me that wrestles with this and that's what prompted this little, uh, this little endeavour we're about to go on. So settle yourself in. Let's have a nice little chat. Um, where do we start? We start with... I know where we start. <laughs> Pause. Begin. Resume. It was... I, I noticed that um, sometimes on Zoom calls... And this happened a lot over the pandemic when we were doing it a lot. That I was getting quite frustrated with, I don't know, like just not feeling like I was part of what was going on on screen and the discussion and the workshops and things. And I thought, oh, it's just the old technology and it's just the the remoteness of it. It's not doing it for me. But then I noticed it continued to happen after the pandemic and it keeps happening to the to this day and it's this idea that at some point some some dynamic will shift in the conversation in the group with someone and i'll just become quite quite mad that i don't know someone there'll be some rule or expectation of mine that everyone should have an equal turn everyone should have their turn to say or share something you know, we should be talking about something in this way. We should be talking about this, but we shouldn't be talking about that. Kind of rules and expectations about the flow of conversation. And I don't notice this when uh, I guess things are amicable, amenable, feels nice, constructive, happy and engaged. But as soon as I don't feel engaged in the conversation, because one of these little rules has been broken, then I get, yeah, I feel a sense of kind of quiet anger, I guess. And in the past, I've experienced it to extreme a long time ago. I'd just go, I'd go quiet. I'd just pull right back into myself and kind of withdraw. People would say, oh, you're right. You've gone quiet all of a sudden. I'd say, oh, I'm just tired or I've, you know, reached my limit or whatever. And that wasn't the truth. And that's what this is kind of about. It's like, 
occasionally when this does happen, I go quiet and I realise it gets worse when I'm not not kind of telling the truth. And as someone who values telling the truth, well, values honesty and thinks it is a principle and likes to think I practice it, it can be really um, like a double, a double whammy, a double insult that I'm not telling the truth about what's going on for me, that I'm having this strong reaction to what's going on in the in the discussion. Um, and this can this this kind of thing happen. I've I've had chats with various people who've said, "Oh yeah, I kind of something like that happens to me as well." And it's it tends to be, um, for example, if you're around people who I don't know, they're they're quite different to you, and they don't in some way they have their own way of of living and mingling and being present and just living their lives very differently to the way you do and it can be kind of an affront it can be quite challenging to everything that you hold dear that everything you stand for what you're about when you meet these people for example um yeah like like mine would be like in the people who take up too much of the conversation you know i think everyone should have an equal turn but if there's someone who's dominating it relentlessly talking about them and not giving other people the opportunity to come in and share what they think you know on a bad day i'll just start to judge them and think oh you're not my kind of person and i think you're doing this wrong and then i'll feel anger towards them um but on a good day i'll be like you know when there's a lull in the conversation i'll I'll notice someone else who's quiet who hasn't had a chance to speak and i'll go oh it looks like you know esmeralda needs to come in here it looks like you had a point you had your hand up and i'll try and I'll do my best to try and make sure everyone has a fair shot. Like, so there's different reactions to it. But um, yeah, I mean, that, that's just my thing about people being overbearing in a conversation and not being fair about, you know, what we're talking about. It's all about you, it's all about you, and it's not about the thing we're supposed to be talking about. Or you've took us off on a tangent which is unrelated, all these sort of things. It could be, it could be that we think, yes, yeah, generally their behaviour. What tends to happen is, um, someone else's behaviour or the way they're acting doesn't it doesn't accord or agree with what we hold dear, like our expectations, and that tests that tests us, you know, our patience, how tolerant we are. And I don't know about you, but it's easier to be tolerant when you're quiet and you withdraw and you're silent. You don't say anything. And I get my poker face on. I look passive. I withdraw. And. Yeah, every time myself, I become disengaged from what's going on. And all the time, I'm being, I guess I'm, I, I am, I'm definitely being judgmental. There's a lot of judgment in that. And judgment for me wants me to put distance between me and that other person. It's a very strong reaction and it can lead to resentment and, yeah, disillusionment, disconnection. It, it's, it's, it doesn't help me and, um, yeah, that, that's what it's like for me. So I guess I'm curious about you. What's your reaction when... You meet people who, yeah, I guess violate your rules, your expectations, your capacity for tolerance. How do you react to them? And the 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 the, the sort of the key word is is reaction. Um, like I say, I haven't got this sussed, but something that I do try to do is is notice reaction. Reactions are well, they tend to be emotional. They tend to be very strong, evocative, moving, you know, anger, resentment. Some people, you know, want to meet head to head with someone um, and be very assertive and 
you know, they, they want to go straight into conflict and disagreement. They, they thrive in that sort of thing. But if you're, you're more of a mild-mannered person who doesn't like conflict and tension, then you might just avoid it with quietness. But there are different strategies to approach it. But yeah, the thing is reactions. It's what I try and do is go, okay, I'm having a reaction. What is that? It's telling me something. Like we, we kind of often, when we get these strong reactions, the temptation is just to ignore them, either pretend they're not there or because they're painful. Or even we think the reaction is wrong. We shouldn't be reacting this way. We shouldn't be angry at people. We shouldn't be judging people. You know? Um, all these things. That, that just shuts down the reaction. And in my experience, tends to make it worse and amplifies it. So the, the, the alternative that I'm trying to do is to go, all right, well, what's this reaction trying to tell me? Because the theory goes, this is a bit coachy, is that reactions tell us about boundaries or needs especially unmet needs like there's something about this person that's telling me that you know a threshold has been crossed you know it may be legitimate if the person is being unfair dominating a conversation at the expense of other people who are quieter or vulnerable or not sure of themselves or um yeah in other in other words they're not getting their turn and they, they're just not keen on speaking up for themselves. Um, that, that, that's a boundary and that's okay to be. Say, excuse me, I don't think this is very fair. I'm just wondering whether such and such a person should be. That's okay. That's all right. Oh, there's an unmet need. For example, if there's someone who's gregarious and loads of fun and really sort of turning up in a conversation and they're being, they're getting the limelight there. They're asserting themselves, they're stating their point of view, they've got an opinion, you know, and however much that can irk us or wind us up, I just wonder whether, you know, when I see these people, I'm going, oh, there's part of me wishes I was a bit more like that. I was a bit more candid with my opinion. I was a bit more honest about what's going through my mind, what my thoughts and feelings are right now in this moment, instead of just withdrawing and keeping a lid on it and internalising it, which... Which is a good strategy in the short term. It, it it's kind of protects you in, in as much as it avoids things like arguments and conflict and tension and people becoming upset and and getting things wrong and, and so forth. Like it does work in the short term, but the long term, in the long run, that that sort of bottling that up can it can just well, it's just like a pressure cooker. It'll just boil and steam and. You know, it might manifest as physical sensations, tensions, strain, blood pressure, or it, you know, it can, it can manifest as outbursts or like a volcano eruption all of a sudden. You go, whoa, where did that all come from? Because it's just a kind of, yeah, it's a sort of energy getting bottled up, which, uh, which needs to come out. And that's, that's the nature of reactions. That's the nature of emotions. They, they're there to tell us something. They're there to tell us about what we, what we need or what we don't need in some cases. It's just, discerning which is right in the moment and in my experience the only helpful way that I've observed is to notice a first notice it's happening and be just to be a little bit curious or to be very curious and not to give yourself a hard time for having had that emotional reaction because I don't know about you but I don't choose my emotions <laughs> you know I don't I don't choose the thoughts that float into my head. They just, oh, they appear. There they are. I don't know where that came from, and I'm not even sure it's important where it came from or why I had it. Um, 
as in the reasoning, like is it good, is it bad? Um, the message within the emotion is probably what's important, which is all the above I've just spoken about. So, um, yeah, how'd you get on with that? I'm just putting my glove in my mouth because it's very cold and uh, I'm holding a, a piece of paper on my other one just to, uh, yeah, just to see whether I've uh, done this subject on it, uh, done, uh, done it, done it justice because it is a big one. Uh, and I've got my glove in my mouth again. And if you're anything like this, um, yeah, you're not alone. Um, and I said this on a coaching session the other day, like, you'd be surprised, like, if you're not... Because I think this is all about what we share of ourselves in the conversation, like I said at the start. It's like, how much of us do we bring into a conversation? And the big surprise is that people are... People are curious about other people. Like... Slight tangent, but I noticed that when I I used to be a professional photographer, and the, the photographs that always did the best on Flickr, which was like a photo online social media community, the photos that always did the best were the ones with other people generally doing stuff. They got way more interest in landscapes and abstract stuff. People are really curious about people, and you can bet your ass that the people who are in the room that you're perhaps been withdrawing or quiet from or not engaging with in a sort of helpful, friendly way. They're just as interested in you as you are in them because you are being curious. That reaction you're having is a kind of, it is a focus on someone else's behaviour, is an interest of sorts. Um, yeah, so my point is that you would be surprised if you're not inclined to share your point of view or your opinion or just a, whatever, whatever that means to you to, 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 to turn up in a conversation. You decide how, people, how curious and interested people are about other people. You know, people want to be challenged on their ideas. And they may not enjoy it, but secretly we all want to have some sort of connection with the other person. Yeah, I think, I suspect. I guess the other thing is to imagine what what might happen if you did bring more of yourself in a conversation. That's the kind of dare I guess we're going to. It's like, just to try little experiments of telling, sharing more of your experience of what's going on for you. Because... Yes, one possible outcome is you might not please everyone, but, you know, <laughs> that's life, right? The other possible outcome is that someone else might hear what you say and what you feel. You know, you could, for example, and I've tried this, and I'm going to try it more because I don't do it often enough, is when I get that reaction where I want to withdraw and I feel myself being judgmental, is to go, put my hand up and go, look, I'm really sorry, but I'm in a bit of a rea reaction to what's going on here. I feel like I'm kind of... I'm underrepresenting myself in what's going on and I don't feel like I'm sharing enough. Can I just have a little moment to work out what I, what I feel about this and just show people that you're, I guess, maybe struggling a little bit or just trying to find the right words to express yourself. And you'd be surprised how supportive people are. And yeah, it's a massive act. It's a very vulnerable act to do that because I guess some people could say that is a kind of weakness if you're not... 100% sure of what you think and feel and you've got an answer ready to the problem you could just just share your experience of what's going on without any expectation of solving or fixing or wanting any particular outcome it's okay to just say yeah I'm not sure I agree I'm not sure what the answer is but I've got some reservations about x y and z and I don't know why but for some reason I just feel this way I just wonder if anyone else in the room feels like that and someone quiet you might be helping someone else who's in the room feeling just the same way as you is feeling even more quiet and withdrawn and left out than you are they might jump on alongside and go do you know what 
I'm really glad you spoke up then because I was thinking just the same thing, but I didn't say anything. So, yeah, it's an act of service, an act of kindness. And it's a, it is a brave thing to do. I'm not going to pretend this is an easy thing to do, to, to speak up. Yeah, that's what it's all about, speaking up. I wish I'd remember that turn of phrase at the start of recording this. Um, I think that's about the gist of it. I think that the one last thing that helps me when I'm in the moment of following an old pattern, which would be withdrawing or being quiet or being judgmental or getting angry, is to just put my hand on my belly. Just breathe in my belly, feel my belly, you know, feeling full of air and then deflating. Feel my feet on the ground and just take a breath. Slower ones out. So short up breath in, long breath out. Maybe feel your feet on the ground. That can really help, like, if you're becoming overwhelmed and you don't feel particularly calm. And sure enough, in a few minutes after that, that'll generally just give you just enough of a gap just to, to pause and notice. Like, just noticing what's going on will be an absolutely monumental achievement. Like, I, I mean, a lot of what I do is all about change and how people break up old habits and the the biggest part of change and this is a subject for another blog post some part um, another audio post i'd like to talk about how change happens so yeah keep keep your eyes peeled for that the first step often is just noticing it because noticing something is going on creates a tiny little gap and the gap is where the change begins where the learning begins so yeah notice find the gap and that is a monumental achievement so if you've got anywhere near that, if you're, if you're listening to this, you've probably already noticed this, so kudos, that is a big part of the battle, maybe even half of it, I don't know, right, and I'm going back to the office, thank you for listening, there's a lot in this, isn't there, as ever, I'd, I'd really love to hear other people's experience of this, like, I projected a lot of my reasoning and what goes on when I have these sort of reactions of not speaking up or showing up enough in conversations. So, yeah, what are yours? What's going on for you? That would be delightful to hear. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon. Hey, um Oh, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Chris Kenworthy. I'm at chriskenworthy.co.uk or you can email me, Chris at chriskenworthy.co.uk on Instagram, chris underscore kenworthy yeah, I've got too many social media accounts maybe, I don't know I'm in all those places Twitter oh, thanks for listening, bye, love you, bye